0: This is a LibriVox recording. All LibriVox recordings are in the public domain. For more information or to volunteer, please visit LibriVox.org. Rinkitink in Oz by L. Frank Baum. Chapter 13 Zella Saves the Prince. The wicked queen of Kyrigos was in a very bad humor this morning, for one of her slave drivers had come from the fields to say that a number of slaves had rebelled and would not work. "'Bring them here to me,' she cried savagely. "'A good whipping may make them change their minds.' So the slave-driver went to fetch the rebellious ones, and Queen Kor sat down to eat her breakfast, an ugly look on her face. Prince Inga had been ordered to stand behind his new mistress with a big fan of peacock's feathers, but he was so unused to such service that he awkwardly brushed her ear with the fan. At once she flew into a terrible rage and slapped the prince twice with her hand, blows that tingled too for her hand was big and hard and she was not inclined to be gentle inga took the blows without shrinking or uttering a cry although they stung his pride far more than his body but king rinkitink who was acting as the queen's butler and had just brought in her coffee was so startled at seeing the young prince punished that he tipped over the urn and the hot coffee streamed across the lap of the queen's best morning gown Cor sprang from her seat with a scream of anger, and poor Rinkitink would doubtless have been given a terrible beating had not the slave-driver returned at this moment, and attracted the woman's attention. The overseer had brought with him all of the women slaves from Pingaree, who had been loaded down with chains and were so weak and ill they could scarcely walk, much less work in the fields. Prince Inga's eyes were dimmed with sorrowful tears when he discovered how his poor people had been abused, but his own plight was so helpless that he was unable to aid them. Fortunately, the boy's mother, Queen Gari, was not among these slaves, for Queen Kor had placed her in the royal dairy to make butter. "'Why do you refuse to work?' demanded Kor in a harsh voice, as the slaves from Pingaree stood before her, trembling and with downcast eyes. "'Because we lack strength to perform the tasks your overseers demand,' answered one of the women. "'Then you shall be whipped until your strength returns,' exclaimed the queen. And turning to Inga, she commanded, "'Get me the whip with the seven lashes.' As the boy left the room, wondering how he might manage to save the unhappy women from their undeserved punishment, he met a girl entering by the back way, who asked, "'Can you tell me where to find Her Majesty, Queen Cor?" She is in the chamber with the red dome, where green dragons are painted upon the walls, replied Inga, but she is in an angry and ungracious mood to-day. Why do you wish to see her? I have honey to sell, answered the girl, who was zella, just come from the forest. The queen is very fond of my honey. You may go to her if you so desire, said the boy, but take care not to anger the cruel queen, or she may do you a mischief.' why should she harm me who brings her the honey she so dearly loves inquired the child innocently but i thank you for your warning and i will try not to anger the queen as zella started to go inga's eyes suddenly fell upon her shoes and instantly he recognized them as his own for only in pingaree were shoes shaped in this manner high at the heel and pointed at the toes stop he cried in an excited voice and the girl obeyed wonderingly Tell me, he continued, more gently, where did you get those shoes? My father brought them to me from Rigos," she answered. From Rigos? Yes, are they not pretty? asked Zella, looking down at her feet to admire them. One of them my father found by the palace wall, and the other on an ash heap. So he brought them to me, and they fit me perfectly. By this time Inga was trembling with eager joy, which, of course, the girl could not understand. "'What is your name, little maid?' he asked. "'I am called Zella, and my father is Nickabob, the charcoal-burner. "'Zella is a pretty name. "'I am Inga, Prince of Pingaree,' said he, "'and the shoes you are now wearing, Zella, belong to me. "'They were not cast away, as your father supposed, but were lost. "'Will you let me have them again?' "'Zella's eyes filled with tears. "'Must I give up my pretty shoes, then?' she asked. "'They are the only ones I have ever owned.' Inga was sorry for the poor child, but he knew how important it was that he regained possession of the magic pearls. So he said pleadingly, Please let me have them, Zella. See, I will exchange them for the shoes I now have on, which are newer and prettier than the others. The girl hesitated. She wanted to please the boy prince, yet she hated to exchange the shoes which her father had brought her as a present. If you will give me the shoes, continued the boy anxiously, i will promise to make you and your father and mother rich and prosperous indeed i will promise to grant any favours you may ask of me and he sat down upon the floor and drew off the shoes he was wearing and held them toward the girl i'll see if they will fit me said zella taking off her left shoe the one that contained the pink pearl and beginning to put on one of inga's just then queen cor angry at being made to wait for her whip with the seven lashes rushed into the room to find Inga. Seeing the boy sitting upon the floor beside Zella, the woman sprang toward him to beat him with her clenched fists. But Inga had now slipped on the shoe, and the queen's blows could not reach his body. Then Kor espied the whip lying beside Inga, and snatching it up she tried to lash him with it, all to no avail. While Zella sat horrified by this scene, the prince, who realized he had no time to waste, reached out and pulled the right shoe from the girl's foot, quickly placing it upon his own. Then he stood up, and facing the furious but astonished queen, said to her in a quiet voice, "'Madam, please give me that whip.' "'I won't,' answered Cor. "'I'm going to lash those pingaree women with it.' The boy seized hold of the whip, and with irresistible strength drew it from the queen's hand— but she drew from her bosom a sharp dagger, and with the swiftness of lightning aimed a blow at Inga's heart. He merely stood still and smiled, for the blade rebounded and fell clattering to the floor. Then, at last, Queen Kor understood the magic power that had terrified her husband, but which she had ridiculed in her ignorance, not believing in it. She did not know that Inga's power had been lost and found again but she realized the boy was no common foe, and that, unless she could still manage to outwit him, her reign in the island of Carigos was ended. To gain time she went back to the red-domed chamber, and seated herself in her throne, before which were grouped the weeping slaves from Pingari. Inga had taken Zella's hand, and assisted her to put on the shoes he had given her in exchange for his own— she found them quite comfortable, and did not know she had lost anything by the transfer. "'Come with me,' then said the boy-prince, and led her into the presence of Queen Kor, who was giving Rinkitink a scolding. To the overseer Inga said, "'Give me the keys which unlock these chains, that I may set these poor women at liberty.' "'Don't you do it!' screamed Queen Kor. "'If you interfere, madam,' said the boy, "'I will put you into a dungeon.' By this Rinkitink knew that Inga had recovered his magic pearls, and the little fat king was so overjoyed that he danced and capered all around the room. But the queen was alarmed at the threat, and the slave-driver, fearing the conqueror of Rigos, tremblingly gave up the keys. Inga quickly removed all the shackles from the women of his country, and comforted them, telling them they should work no more, but would soon be restored to their homes in Pingaree then he commanded the slave-driver to go and get all the children who had been made slaves and to bring them to their mothers the man obeyed and left at once to perform his errand while queen cor growing more and more uneasy suddenly sprang from her throne and before inga could stop her had rushed through the room and out into the courtyard of the palace meaning to make her escape rinkitink followed her running as fast as he could go it was at this moment that Bilbil, in his mad dash from Rigos, turned in at the gates of the courtyard, and as he was coming one way and Queen Cor was going the other, they bumped into each other with great force. The woman sailed through the air over Bilbil's head, and landed on the ground outside the gates, where her crown rolled into a ditch, and she picked herself up, half-dazed, and continued her flight. Bilbil was also somewhat dazed by the unexpected encounter— But he continued his rush rather blindly, and so struck poor Rinkitink, who was chasing after Queen Cor. They rolled over one another a few times, and then Rinkitink sat up, and Bilbil sat up, and they looked at each other in amazement. "'Bilbil,' said the king, "'I'm astonished at you.' "'Your Majesty,' said Bilbil, "'I expected kinder treatment at your hands.' "'You interrupted me,' said Rinkitink.' "'There was plenty of room without your taking my path,' declared the goat. "'And then Inga came running out and said, "'Where is the queen?' "'Gone,' replied Rinkitink. "'But she cannot go far, as this is an island. "'However, I have found Bilbil, and our party is again reunited. "'You have recovered your magic powers, "'and again we are masters of the situation. "'So let us be thankful.' Saying this, the good little king got upon his feet, and limped back into the throne-room to help comfort the women. Presently the children of Pingaree, who had been gathered together by the overseer, were brought in and restored to their mothers, and there was great rejoicing among them, you may be sure. But where is Queen Geri, my dear mother? questioned Inga. But the women did not know, and it was some time before the overseer remembered that one of the slaves from Pingaree had been placed in the royal dairy. Perhaps this was the woman the boy was seeking. Inga at once commanded him to lead the way to the butterhouse. But when they arrived there, Queen Guri was nowhere in the place, although the boy found a silk scarf which he recognized as one that his mother used to wear. Then they began a search throughout the island of Carigos, but could not find Inga's mother anywhere. When they returned to the palace of Queen Kor, Rinkitink discovered that the bridge of boats had again been removed. Separating them from Rigos, and from this they suspected that Queen Cor had fled to her husband's island and had taken Queen Guri with her. Inga was much perplexed what to do, and returned with his friends to the palace to talk the matter over. Zella was now crying because she had not sold her honey and was unable to return to her parents on the island of Rigos, but the boy prince comforted her and promised she should be protected until she could be restored to her home. Rinkitink found King Corr's purse, which she had no time to take with her, and gave Zella several gold pieces for the honey. Then Inga ordered the palace servants to prepare a feast for all the women and children of Pingaree and to prepare for them beds in the great palace, which was large enough to accommodate them all. Then the boy and the goat and Rinkitink and Zella went into a private room to consider what should be done next. End of chapter 13